Welcome to the 517 Business and Life Podcast, brought to you by M3 Group, a full-service marketing and branding agency. I'm your host, Tiffany Dowling, and today's guest is Sherry Jones, anchor woman extraordinaire <laughs> at WLNS. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my goodness, I couldn't wait to be able to have a conversation with you. It is my pleasure to see you. First of all, it feels like it's been a long time. I know. And uh, I want to thank you for adorning our cover. Oh my gosh. You look beautiful. Thank you. It's the perfect red <laughs> for the holiday season. You've been in this market for a really long time. Yes, I have. But just just like me, right? right. We, we, exactly. We've grown up here, right? <laughs> yes, yes. yes. It's but good. first of all, let me say that your staff was amazing. Aww. I mean, Mary was great. Chris was um, just fantastic. Very made me feel so comfortable oh, thank and you. so talented. And all the covers, they're they're they really just highlight all what's great about Lansing and from all walks of life. Thank you. And you do the same thing, right? You, I'm, I'm not necessarily always on air at night, but yeah. you have this an amazing hold on this community. You mm-hmm. just, people love you. I think I posted about you and, you know, hundreds of posts later about all your adoring fans uh-huh. out there. So tell me a little bit, you know, we know you went to Michigan State, you had a journalism degree, and you literally went straight into WLNS. Did you have a dream before that? Like, did you have an idea of where you might go and this sort of changed your path? Was it something different? Or did you always know you wanted to work there? That's a great question, because I really didn't know I wanted to be a television broadcaster, but I knew I liked many different things. I liked current events. I liked public speaking. I liked being in plays. I liked student government. I always was fascinated by unsolved crime. So it was all these different things. And there was no internet at the time that I was in high school or college. So my mom suggested that I go to Western Michigan University and take like an aptitude test, a personality test, a career assessment test. It was all hours long. And it came back, Tiffany, that I should be a journalist or a lawyer. And so I thought, well, let's do journalism first and I can always go back and get my law degree. And so that's how it started. And so in college, I did internships. I did an internship at six and an internship at 10 and an internship at Channel 8 because I'm from the west side of the state. Okay. And then I really liked radio because of this. Like, I like the microphone. I like just being able to create with your mind, be extemporaneous and not necessarily having the television camera and all the pressures that go with that. So I started in radio, actually. Yeah, I was on WCUZ in Grand Rapids. That was my very first job. And then uh, a part-time job came open at TV6 here in Lansing after I'd called like 20 days in a row. (laughs) And then they probably made it for you. They're just like, let's just stop this (laughs) right now. And that frantic, like, I want this so badly. So I did radio in the morning for WMMQ radio and, and then worked television at night. So I slept three hours in between. That is crazy. <laughs> it was crazy, but it, but it paid off. And then I became full time at TV Six as a reporter, and that's really that's when I sunk my teeth into the crime beat. There would, had been no woman to hold that 
crime beat before, and that was the most action-packed and the one I really wanted. And then a year later, I was on the anchor desk. So I've literally been on the anchor desk for 32 years. That is amazing. It's a, it's a so, so tell, it is it is a blessing. It and is. it's a blessing for the community. Thank I, you. I think that it's been, you know, wonderful situation to have you there and to have that consistency because I you know obviously I'm in the branding area so for me it's all about consistency over time and obviously that's helped your brand but it's also helped the WLNS brand. Right and that brand as you say called Here For You was, I may humbly say, born out of my community service and my partnerships with Habitat for Humanity, with child and family charities, with some of these agencies lifting them up that, well, Sherry's there, she's always there, we're here for you. And right. so that kind of brand was born out of that. And, but that's really where my heart is in the community. Yeah, yeah. it's obvious. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you can feel it. Thank you. But it, it can't always be easy, right? So let's talk a little bit about balancing the actual job, mm-hmm. plus all of these things that you do in the community, plus you have a beautiful family. Thank obviously, you. Rocco and mm-hmm. your, your wonderful three kids, obviously they're all grown up, and we got to see that through the years. Tell me a little bit about the balancing act that you had. Yeah, it's it's 24-7. It is demanding, and people think I never say no, but I do. And it's important to say no, but when you are saying no, not this year, call me next year, or not this time, please ask me again. You're hurting someone that you know and that you've been in the community for so long, they're probably your friend. And so it's hard to say no, but it's important to do that sometimes for your family, sometimes just for your personal self. Um, but so I don't really say it as much as I should, but I do say it. But I, mean, I say, no, not now, but let's look at a different date or something like that. So they don't feel so put off, you know? Yeah, it feels like you're everywhere. You're <laughs> always at different events. You're always emceeing something. I, I think that there's got to be a lot of pressure to that. And I know that probably in your heart, you don't want to let anyone down. Right, exactly. Right? Um, so when you do say no, or if you get an opportunity to have a night off or um, maybe a couple days off, what do you do for yourself or with your family that really energizes you? I really like just snuggling up, you know, and maybe watching a movie or doing something like that. You know, I just to be surrounded by family and love and, and something we can laugh because my job is so serious. It's serious. And I'm really a serious person. I have a tendency to be more serious. So when I can laugh, like the kids took me the other day and we went and made candles together and we were giggling. We were just, I'm like, wow, it feels so good to laugh. And the pandemic has been such a heavy lift. I've never taken a day off as far as like never a show off. Um, Never didn't get that three months to stay home and reorganize all my closets and my clothes. And my friends were baking and my friends were, and I didn't get to do any of that. I actually worked harder in the pandemic. Absolutely. But you didn't gain that 15 pounds that all of us gained. (laughs) 
I don't see it on you, so stop. <laughs> but um, so I, I do, I do want you to know that I bake a lot for my newsroom. I bake brownies and I bake cookies, and I'm always bringing in extras. So like Thanksgiving, we had we ate half the pies. So I just said, okay, everybody's done with pie, and I'm bringing it into work, and it gets devoured because these young people they they live alone or they're not near their parents or their mom and so they love it when I bring in baked goods so I do that once a week or twice sometimes yeah I didn't even think about that but you're a a mom in studio Mm -hmm. and a mom at home that's it that's it and and you know what my doors always they they'll come in and they'll just say I'm looking for another job or how do I do that or I'm having trouble with a coworker. how have you stayed here this long and you still smile and you still walk in and hi everybody and how do you do that and and I say the only thing you can control is your own attitude your own attitude and so when you park your car you just clear your mind you're going into work you give your best self and you just make sure your attitude is good because you never know what someone else is going through. And so if you can lift that person up, it doesn't matter if it's the person checking you out at the grocery store, the person that is, you know, at the gas station, you never know. Just be kind. So I always say, you can control your attitude, right? And you have good attitude. So bring that to work. But if you walk in and your stomach's upset and something is bothering you, you it, it will just spiral down. So I try to bring those cookies and brownies. I try to just always walk in and say hello. And so it's it's easy, Tiffany. It's the little things. It just really is. It's good advice for anyone in any business, any career. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit like you, whereas, you know, any young person who wants to have a conversation with me about, you know, how my story has unfolded or the types of things that I've done, I always make time. I, I find time to, to spend with them because I think it's so important to be able to give those little tidbits. And honestly, I say, you know, beyond the attitude and the things that that you were just saying, you know, having that initiative, being willing to go the extra mile, you know, doing it for you, mm-hmm. um, making sure that, you know, you're you're helping that person out. And, you know, it's important that they hear those things. It isn't always about, you know, you don't know if you're going to be an attorney mm-hmm. after you go to journalism school, right? right? Because exactly. every, every path you take mm-hmm. is winding mm-hmm. and you can end up in a lot of different places. So giving people, you know, those, that, that little bit of you yeah. is so important. Yeah, and you do the same thing. And I've given a couple of graduation speeches, one in COVID, virtually, one in person. And I talk about the one degree, right? The one degree. So if water is 211 degrees, it doesn't do anything. But one degree, 212, it boils. And it can, it can power locomotives. It can run buildings. It can create energy. But people... You know, they just give a little more, just, and then some. That's kind of like my other words that I, you know, you give. Oh, I give 110% or 100%, 110%, but, and then some. It's that one person that, that's, that's self-starting. So, and another thing is you have to ask. You have to ask. If you want something, don't wait for it to come to you. That goes along with your initiative. Yeah. Take some initiative. But if you want something, Go ask for it. Okay, so they say no. Then you say, well, why? 
okay, well, maybe you're not, you need to take this extra class or you need to show me one more project. And then I'll say yes. But until you ask, you don't know. It's true. So true. So what would you tell yourself? So thinking back on that young person, I think you said 1988, you started at LNS. So what would you tell that person? Something that you know now, is, is it any different than the things that you're telling the kids? Would you look back and say, Sherry, you should have done this, or I think you should do more of this? Yes, excellent questions. I think you should just try to believe in yourself more. Because when I did start in 1988, and then I got picked to be the the co-anchor of the 11 o'clock news in 1989, and I got picked over many women that had already been there, and it was hard. It was really induction by fire into the broadcast business, how competitive it is, and they were mad at me, these women. They were not nice to me. I, you know, but my boss saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And you know, as a business owner, you see certain employees come in and you know that person is going to be a star. That person is going to be a hard worker because of their attitude, because their initiative, because they give a little bit more. So he saw something in me that I didn't believe. And I kind of was shy for a while until I had to just keep believing. And so I would tell people just believe in yourself. And sometimes when you have that, things will come to you and you need to be brave and not afraid and you need to stand in your voice. That's why the Athena principles have really, really just, if you can live by those. If someone would have told me the Athena principles when I was 22, 23, 24, I would have been a lot more brave, a lot more courageous. And now I try to share those with the younger self, you know, and the younger people to say, be authentic, you know, start there and then work your way through. I think that's great advice. And I know that you've been very close to Athena International Mm -hmm. and everything that it's, that they are doing. Um, I think it's wonderful that they are working to put a subscription model together in order to get that out in, in front of as many people as possible, Mm -hmm. which um, you know, I believe as well. So yes, that's I great. Do. Yes. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the the sherry that maybe you know some people don't know. So help us understand a little bit about the types of stories you like to cover. Mm-hmm. Like, what's something that you remember through the years that you felt like this was such a memorable moment? Either it was really funny, or it was such a moving moment that you're just like, these are the things that sort of built me. as a person over the years? I love that question. I don't know if anyone's asked me that before. (laughs) Um, I think what I like to do, you know, crime, the crime beat's always been my beat. So it's a very serious arena of stories to tell. But when I can help a family feel like their child who might have been murdered or their loved one who might have been murdered hasn't been forgotten by telling their story after two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 16 years, and keep bringing that person's memory. Because the police department, they're so busy and they there's crimes happening and they're, they're constantly, they don't always have time to do the cold cases, but I can tell that story. And when I get these messages from mothers back that say, you know, just a simple thank you for not forgetting my son or 
letting the community know that this is still unsolved. So there's been, over the years, I mean, dozens and dozens of those. But Muriel Kirby's, the Jeanette Kirby story, to be with her from almost the day that it happened to 16 years later, sitting in court with her and having her face her daughter's killer because of the crime victim's advocate bill that Senator Van Regenmorder had changed so that you can be present and address the person that took your child's life. That was never a thing until he created this bill. And so to be with Muriel when she got to do that and then have and then tell that story, that one will stay with me forever and ever and ever. To, to follow a case that long, to have it come to fruition, to work with her and her family and go to court and and then to have that moment, it was yeah, I'm that, sure. I'm yeah. sure it was. It's got to be very emotional. Oh, yes. Just, just the, you know, I can't even imagine what that family went through. Mm-hmm. But thankfully they had you as, as a person that was just there to help see that process through. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been, I worked with another uh, senator, um, Representative Holly, and she worked together to put together a um, another crime victims advocate bill where the person when you're actually delivering that um, statement that person cannot get up and leave the room because before that happened he there was no law that said that that person he or she had to sit there for it and so passed that legislation and that was the Rebecca Bletch law and that was just working telling the stories to educate the lawmakers so that when they came to vote they all voted yes, a couple of said no, but then it got passed into law. So it's kind of like being the storyteller that further advances good things for humanity. That's what I like the best. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And you do it so well. Thank because, you. Number one, you have the passion and, you know, just and the heart, right? And those things together makes such a difference for people. Thank so you. thank you for doing all of that. Oh, I had no yeah. idea. So That's it's Representative amazing. Holly Hughes. That's, That's thank you. That is yeah. amazing. It's, it's, you should look that law. I, I mean, will. Yeah. I will. Thank Definitely. You. So um, thank you for sharing that. Sure. I really appreciate it. Sure. So are there things that you would say are your guilty pleasures? Are there chocolate. things? Oh, well, Which good. You know. <laughs> is it is it is it a special kind of chocolate? Yes, it's Fabiano's <laughs> chocolate. That is the best. There's no wax in that chocolate, and I know the family, and I've been with them in the kitchen and made candy canes and see them, and I just I remember just being a young reporter, and it was Christmas time, and they make this four, five, six foot tall candy cane and going back there with them yeah. and um, and their families just it's got ties through the law enforcement community, just a wonderful family, but their Fabiano's chocolate is probably the most, so I really love chocolate. I really love a good cup of coffee. Yes. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? I know. That's, Especially that's this great. time of year. I know. But you know what, Tiffany, I'm around people and noise all the time, so I do prefer silence. I like, if I go walk or run, I usually go by myself, you know. It's important just to have that. Um, another guilty pleasure is the hot tub, sitting in that and looking at the stars and the universe. You. And really, you know, you look around and you say, oh, my goodness, I am so small in the rehab. I mean, when you think about the earth and the universe, it really just puts you in your place, you know. And, and I don't have that. I'm not, I don't have that 
ego thing, you know, but I, but when you do that at night and you look at the stars and you realize, okay, what's important? Family, friends, relationships, the rest of it doesn't matter. It's so true. It really? It's so true. Well, Sherry, tell me about what is next for you. Is there something that you... Yeah, I'm going to come work for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anytime. Anytime. So is there something that you want to do that you haven't done? Is there, are there things that are on your list that you're, you're like, okay, you know, at some point in time, right. I plan to do all of these things that I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, I, I do have, uh, I love to travel. I have big wanderlust. I, and I miss that the last couple of years because of COVID because oh, yeah. I take big love to travel and see new places. I love to learn. I'm a constant learner. And some that comes through travel as mm-hmm. well. So I, I definitely want to write a couple books. I'd like to write one just on the crime beat and things that I've done and seen and, and to help victims of crime and understand they're not alone. So there's stories that I want to tell. I think it'd be fun to just talk about my career and the things I've seen and experienced. And then I do want to do just a, a positive, a book on positivity and some quotes that mean the most to me. So really writing books, that's something I definitely would like to do. And I love the microphone. So maybe there's an opportunity to do something with that, whether it just be voice work or podcast or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love to teach. Thank goodness. You know, as you said, graduate of Michigan State, I go over there to the journalism school, the communication school, the criminal justice school, the public relations. So I love speaking. So maybe there's adjunct faculty in the in the mix. Absolutely. Um, but before the pandemic, my, my company was like, we'd like to sign you to a five-year deal. And I said, okay, now hold on here. And I did sign a three-year deal. Very, very grateful for that. So I still have a couple, several years left. And then as you do, and I think most people take a look at your life, um, look to see what else is out there, opportunities and and I manifest things, and I, I feel like I always, the divine comes in, and I pray a lot. So I, I don't worry. I'm not really a worrier. When the time comes and it's right, I think things will be there. You'll, you'll make the decision when the time is right. Right, right. I think, that, I think that's the best way to look at it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. All right, well, we'll wrap up with... Do you, what are your Christmas plans? Ooh, well, guess what? I have a daughter who is turning 21 on Christmas Eve. So, but my father was born on Christmas Eve. So I really wanted Brianna to be born on Christmas Eve. (laughs) So it was, it was, it was actual, her actual due date. So Christmas Eve is a big deal because I keep one room that is just birthday. Okay, so I don't decorate it. It's so that she feels like she can have her birthday celebration and keep it that way. And then Christmas, of course, is it's my favorite. I love Christmas. Now, yeah. Brianna loves Fourth of July. I don't know, but that's her. <laughs> she loves Christmas and her birthday. It makes but, sense. Yeah. But I, I love, so we're going to have her 21st birthday. We're going to be in Ravana at my parents' house. Um, we will be relaxing a lot. I hope to do some cross-country skiing. Oh. I love to ice skate. There are new golf simulators in my dad's and mom's hometown, so I'm hoping to do a little bit of that. But the ch- all the kids will come home. Connor's in yeah. Chicago, Brock's in Grand Rapids, and we'll be, I, I took about 10 days off, so. 
Oh, I know. you've earned it. Thank you. Thank that you. That is really yeah. awesome. So food, family, fun, relaxing. I love outdoor activities in the wintertime, so yeah. I'm not, I do enjoy that. Just bundle up and, and head out. Yeah, exactly. Well, I want to thank you for connecting with 517 and, and being a friend of our publication and of mine and of this entire community. You're truly, truly a treasure, and we appreciate you. I can speak for all who are listening. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks again for joining us on the 517 Business and Life Podcast. We'll see you next time.